Scripture quotations taken from the NASB. Copyright the Lockman Foundation. Welcome to Day 1 of Week 22 of the Daily Bible Reading. Today we're reading 1 Chronicles 22-25, through 25, Psalm 78, and Romans chapter 5. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, today as we consider your greatness and our sinfulness, we pray that we would have humility in your sight. We know, Father, that even the temple that was prepared for you was nothing close to what your true home is like, and we look forward to sharing that home with you as you have promised. We pray, Father, that you'll help us to be faithful to you, that we can see that home. We pray, Father, that you would help us as we read today to understand the lessons that are here for us, that we would not be bored by anything, but be excited by the word that you have left for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin the reading in First Chronicles 22. Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So David gave orders to gather the foreigners who were in the land of Israel, and he set stonecutters to hew out stones to build the house of God. David prepared large quantities of iron to make the nails for the doors of the gates and for the clamps, and more bronze than could be weighed, and timbers of cedar logs beyond number, for the Sidonians and Tyrians brought large quantities of cedar timber to David. David said, My son Solomon is young and inexperienced, and the house that is to be built for the Lord shall be exceedingly magnificent, famous and glorious throughout all lands. Therefore now I will make preparation for it. So David made ample preparations before his death. Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. David said to Solomon, My son, I had intended to build a house to the name of the Lord my God, but the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and have waged great wars. You shall not build a house to my name, because you have shed so much blood on the earth before me. Behold, a son will be born to you, who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side, for his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quiet to Israel in his days." He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you that you may be successful, and build the house of the Lord your God, just as he has spoken concerning you. Only the Lord give you discretion and understanding, and give you charge over Israel, so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God." Then you will prosper, if you are careful to observe the statutes and the ordinances which the Lord commanded Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. Now behold, with great pains I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, and a million talents of silver, and bronze and iron beyond weight, for they are in great quantity. Also timber and stone I have prepared, and you may add to them." Moreover, there are many workmen with you, stonecutters and masons of stone and carpenters, and all men who are skillful in every kind of work. Of the gold, the silver, and the bronze, and the iron, there is no limit. Arise and work, and may the Lord be with you. David also commanded all the leaders of Israel to help his son Solomon, saying, 
Is not the Lord your God with you, and has he not given you rest on every side? For he has given the inhabitants of the land into my hand, and the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise, therefore, and build the sanctuary of the Lord God, so that you may bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. Chapter 23 now when David reached old age, he made his son Solomon king over Israel, and he gathered together all the leaders of Israel with the priests and the Levites. The Levites were numbered from thirty years old and upward, and their number by census of men was thirty-eight thousand. Of these, twenty-four thousand were to oversee the work of the house of the Lord, and six thousand were officers and judges, and four thousand were gatekeepers, and four thousand were praising the Lord with the instruments which David made for giving praise. David divided them into divisions according to the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Of the Gershonites were Laden and Shimei. The sons of Laden were Jehiel the first, Zetham, and Joel, three. The sons of Shimei were Shelemoth and Haziel and Haran, three. These were the heads of the father's households of Laden. The sons of Shimei were Jahath, Zenah, Jeish, and Beria. These four were the sons of Shimei. Jahath was the first and Ziza the second, but Jeish and Berea did not have many sons, so they became a father's household, one class. The sons of Kohath were four, Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uzziel. The sons of Amram were Aaron and Moses, and Aaron was set apart to sanctify him as most holy, he and his sons forever, to burn incense before the Lord, to minister to him, and to bless his name forever. But as for Moses, the man of God, his sons were named among the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses were Gershom and Eliezer. The son of Gershom was Shebuel the chief. The son of Eliezer was Rehabiah the chief, and Eliezer had no other sons. But the sons of Rehabiah were very many. The son of Ishar was Shelemeth the chief. The sons of Hebron were Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechameam the fourth. The sons of Uzziel were Micah the first and Ishiah the second. The sons of Merari were Mali and Mushi. The sons of Mali were Eliezer and Kish. Eliezer died and had no sons but daughters only, so their brothers, the sons of Kish, took them as wives. The sons of Mushi were three, Mali, Eder, and Jeremoth. These were the sons of Levi according to their father's households, even the heads of the father's households of those of them who were counted, in the number of names by their census, doing the work for the service of the house of the Lord from twenty years old and upward. For David said, The Lord God of Israel has given rest to his people, and he dwells in Jerusalem forever. Also the Levites will no longer need to carry the tabernacle and all its utensils for its service. For by the last words of David, the sons of Levi were numbered from twenty years old and upward. For their office is to assist the sons of Aaron with the service of the house of the Lord in the courts and in the chambers and in the purifying of all holy things, even the work of the service of the house of God, and with the showbread and the fine flour for a grain offering and unleavened wafers, or what is baked in the pan or what is well mixed, and all measures of volume and size." They are to stand every morning to thank and to praise the Lord, and likewise at evening, and to offer all burnt offerings to the Lord on the Sabbaths, the new moons, and the fixed festivals, in the number set by the ordinance concerning them, continually before the Lord. 
Thus they are to keep charge of the tent of meeting, and charge of the holy place, and charge of the sons of Aaron their relatives, for the service of the house of the Lord. Chapter 24 Now the divisions of the descendants of Aaron were these. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father and had no sons. So Eliezer and Ithamar served as priests. David with Zadok of the sons of Eliezer and Ahimelech of the sons of Ithamar divided them according to their offices for their ministry. Since more chief men were found from the descendants of Eliezer than the descendants of Ithamar, they divided them thus. There were sixteen heads of fathers' households of the descendants of Eliezer and eight of the descendants of Ithamar, according to their fathers' households. Thus they were divided by lot, the one as the other, for they were officers of the sanctuary and officers of God, both from the descendants of Eliezer and the descendants of Ithamar. Shemaiah the son of Nethanel the scribe, from the Levites, recorded them in the presence of the king, the princes, Zadok the priest, Ahimelech the son of Abiathar, and the heads of the father's households of the priests and of the Levites, one father's household taken for Eliezer, and one taken for Ithamar. Thus the first lot came out for Jehoiarib, the second for Jediah, the third for Haram, the fourth for Seirim, the fifth for Malchijah, the sixth for Mejamin, the seventh for Hakaz, the eighth for Abijah, the ninth for Jeshua, the tenth for Shechaniah, the eleventh for Eliashib, the twelfth for Jacim, the thirteenth for Huppah, the fourteenth for Jeshabib, the fifteenth for Bilgah, the sixteenth for Immer, the seventeenth for Hezer, the eighteenth for Habazez, the nineteenth for Pethahiah, the twentieth for Jehezgel, the twenty-first for Jachin, the twenty-second for Gamel, the twenty-third for Deliah, the twenty-fourth for Maziah. These were their offices for their ministry when they came into the house of the Lord according to the ordinance given to them through Aaron their father, just as the Lord God of Israel had commanded him. Now for the rest of the sons of Levi, of the sons of Amram, Shubiel, of the sons of Shubiel, Jediah, of Rehabiah, of the sons of Rehabiah, Ishiah the first, of the Isharites, Shelemoth, of the sons of Shelemoth, Jahath, the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, Jechamim the fourth, of the sons of Uzziel, Micah, of the sons of Micah, Shamir, the brother of Micah, Ishiah, of the sons of Ishiah, Zechariah, the sons of Merari, Mali and Mushi, the sons of Jaziah, Bino, the sons of Merari, by Jaziah were Bino, Shoham, Sakir, and Ibri. By Mali, Eliezer, who had no sons. By Kish, the sons of Kish, Jeremiel. The sons of Mushi, Mali, Eder, and Jeremoth. These were the sons of the Levites according to their father's households. These also cast lots just as their relatives, the sons of Aaron, in the presence of David their king, Zadok, Ahimelech, and the heads of the father's households of the priests and of the Levites, the heads of the father's households, as well as those of his younger brother. Chapter 25 Moreover, David and the commanders of the army set apart for the service some of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jeduthun, who were to prophesy with lyres, harps, and cymbals, and the number of those who performed their service was, of the sons of Asaph, Zachar, Joseph, Nethaniah, and Asherelah. The sons of Asaph were under the direction of Asaph, who prophesied under the direction of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah, Ziri, Jeshiah, Shemai, 
Hashabiah and Mattathiah, six, under the direction of their father Jedathan, with the harp, who prophesied in giving thanks and praising the Lord. Of Heman, the sons of Heman, Bukiah, Mataniah, Aziel, Shabul, and Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani, Eliatha, Gidalti, and Ramapti Ezer, Jashbekasha, Malothi, Hother, Mahazioth. All these were the sons of Heman, the king seer, to exalt him according to the words of God. For God gave fourteen sons and three daughters to Heman. All these were under the direction of their father to sing in the house of the Lord with cymbals, harps, and lyres for the service of the house of God. Asaph, Jedithan, and Heman were under the direction of the king. Their number who were trained in singing to the Lord with their relatives, all who were skillful, was 288. They cast lots for their duties, all alike, the small as well as the great, the teacher as well as the pupil. Now the first lot came out for Asaph to Joseph, the second for Gedaliah, he with his relatives and sons were twelve, the third to Zachar, his sons and his relatives twelve, the fourth to Isri, his sons and his relatives twelve, the fifth to Nethaniah, his sons and his relatives twelve, the sixth to Bekiah, his sons and his relatives twelve, the seventh to Jesharila, his sons and his relatives twelve, the eighth to Jeshiah, his sons and his relatives twelve, the ninth to Mataniah, his sons and his relatives twelve, the tenth to Shemai, his sons and his relatives twelve, the eleventh to Azarel, his sons and his relatives twelve, the twelfth to Hashabiah, his sons and his relatives twelve, for the thirteenth Shubiel, his sons and his relatives twelve, for the fourteenth, Mattathiah, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the fifteenth, to Jeremoth, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the sixteenth, to Hananiah, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the seventeenth, to Joshbekasha, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the eighteenth, to Hanani, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the nineteenth, to Malothi, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the twentieth, to Eliatha, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the twenty-first to Hothir, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the twenty-second to Gidalti, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the twenty-third to Mahazioth, his sons and his relatives twelve. For the twenty-fourth to Ramamti Ezer, his sons and his relatives twelve. Now we're going to read Psalm 78, a mascal of Asaph. Listen, O my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from their children, but tell the generation to come the praises of the Lord, and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put their confidence in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart, and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The sons of Ephraim were archers equipped with bows, yet they turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God, and refused to walk in his law. They forgot his deeds, and his miracles that he had shown them. He wrought wonders before their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the land of Zoan. 
He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the waters stand up like a heap. Then he led them with the cloud by day and all the night with a light of fire. He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them abundant drink like the ocean depths. He brought forth streams also from the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. Yet they continued to sin against him, to rebel against the Most High in the desert. And in their heart they put God to the test by asking food according to their desire. Then they spoke against God. They said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he struck the rock so that waters gushed out and streams were overflowing. Can he give bread also? Will he provide meat for his people? Therefore the Lord heard and was full of wrath, and a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also mounted against Israel, because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. Yet he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them food from heaven. Man did eat the bread of angels. He sent them food in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he directed the south wind. When he rained meat upon them like the dust, even winged fowl like the sand of the seas, then he let them fall in the midst of their camp, round about their dwellings. So they ate and were well filled, and their desire he gave to them. Before they had satisfied their desire while their food was in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them and killed some of their stoutest ones and subdued the choice men of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned and did not believe in his wonderful works. So he brought their days to an end in futility and their years in sudden terror. When he killed them, then they sought him and returned and searched diligently for God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the Most High God their Redeemer. But they deceived him with their mouth and lied to him with their tongue. For their heart was not steadfast toward him, nor were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being compassionate, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. And often he restrained his anger and did not arouse all his wrath. Thus he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and does not return. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Again and again they tempted God and pained the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power, the day when he redeemed them from the adversary, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the land of Zoan, and turned the rivers to blood and their streams they could not drink. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them, and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their crops to the grasshopper, and the product of their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hailstones, and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave over their cattle also to the hailstones, and their herds to bolts of lightning. He sent upon them his burning anger, fury, and indignation and trouble, a band of destroying angels." He leveled a path for his anger. He did not spare their soul from death, but gave over their life to the plague and smote all the firstborn of Egypt, the first issue of their virility in the tents of Ham. But he led forth his own people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them safely so that they did not fear, but the sea engulfed their enemies. So he brought them to his holy land, to this hill country which his right hand had gained. He also drove out the nations before them, and apportioned them for an inheritance by measurement, and made the tribes of Israel dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and rebelled against the Most High God, and did not keep his testimonies, but turned back and acted treacherously like their fathers. 
They turned aside like a treacherous bow, and they provoked him with their high places and aroused his jealousy with their graven images. When God heard, he was filled with wrath and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he abandoned the dwelling place at Shiloh, the tent which he had pitched among men, and gave up his strength to captivity and his glory into the hand of the adversary. He also delivered his people to the sword and was filled with wrath at his inheritance. Fire devoured his young men, and his virgins had no wedding songs. His priests fell by the sword, and his widows could not weep. Then the Lord awoke as if from sleep, like a warrior overcome by wine. He drove his adversaries backward. He put on them an everlasting reproach. He also rejected the tent of Joseph, and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he has founded forever. He also chose David his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From the care of the ewes with suckling lambs he brought him to shepherd Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart, and guided them with his skillful hands. And now let's read Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope, and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression, resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions, resulting in justification. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ." So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. 
For as through the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one the many will be made righteous. The law came in so that the transgression would increase. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is perhaps one of the more difficult passages in the Bible to understand clearly, because it's a comparison between Adam and Christ, and the wording is such that it's easy to misunderstand. But although this is often used to teach that men are born guilty of the sin of Adam, it doesn't actually teach that. If it does teach that, it also teaches that Christ's death forgives all people of that sin and every sin, and that's clearly not the case. Rather, Adam introduced sin into the world, and as it says at the beginning, all died because all sinned. But he was the one who introduced it, so it's as if through his sin we become sinners. In the same way, or in an opposite way, you might say, Jesus' death provides salvation to all men, but he doesn't just make all people righteous. He does give the opportunity for righteousness to all, just as the sin of Adam introduced the opportunity for sin to all. Hopefully that was more clear than confusing. But regardless, until next time, keep meditating on the Word of God.